Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, my all-female panel will discuss uh, could you be in an open relationship and do you think there is a shortage of desirable men? Also discussing a new trend in relationships, couple-ish, living alone but with your partner. Plus, we'll be going live on Facebook as of 10.15. But first... Calling's not the only way to connect. The inbox is easy and always open at 514-800. You can also email me your questions anytime to Lori at drlaurie.com. Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E dot com. So question number one, what's the effect of having sex on your period? Hmm. Uh, we don't get that question too, too often. So obviously, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is it's a little messy. Uh, it's messy, but there's no no real uh, danger. But one thing you have to keep in mind is that sexually transmitted infections, for the most part, are transmitted via bodily fluids. Blood is a bodily fluid. So you have to make sure you practice uh, safer sex with a condom, unless, of course, you've both been tested and you are in a monogamous relationship. The positive part also is that for women, having an orgasm can actually help alleviate menstrual cramps, alleviate headaches even. Um, And then there's another part to this that uh, young people tend to have this belief, and it's not just young people, but a lot of people believe that women cannot get pregnant if they are on their period. This is false. Not as likely, but certainly possible. And uh, one other thing, if you are going to have uh, intercourse on your period, don't forget to remove your tampon. Uh, Getting it shoved further up in there and lodged and forgotten can cause all kinds of nastiness. So uh, just remember to do that. Uh, Here's a question I get quite a bit. Uh, I need more sex, but my wife does not. So I have no context. I have no idea what the uh, the situation is here so i'm going to talk about desired discrepancies in relationships in in a, in a bit more of a general general sense so what i'm getting at is that maybe you are experiencing your desire as a need you say i need more sex but she doesn't uh, but it's very possible that your wife is not experiencing it as a need. And we've talked about this many times on the show. For for many women, they experience, um, rather than spontaneous desire, they experience responsive desire. So spontaneous desire is that hunger, that feeling of of needing sex. And I'm, I'm talking generally here. So it's about, I'd say about 75% of women in uh, long-term relationships experience their desire in this way. That doesn't mean they're not interested in sexuality. It's just that they don't have the same hunger for it. So, uh, but because it's responsive, what I mean by that is once they engage in sex play in in any kind of foreplay and they start to become stimulated, uh, their desire kicks in and they want to continue. But I'm saying this generally, but if there are problems in the relationship, like you still have to look at what are some of the things that 
are holding back uh, a partner, right? So are there uh, resentments that are there? Does your partner feel disconnected from you for whatever reason? Like there is a context in which sex happens um, for women and, and for many men as well. I don't want to just say that this is not how men feel uh, too. But having said that, women make the choice to have sex. They make a decision to have sex rather than wait to just feel like it. So as her partner, you have to remember that if she feels pressured by you or she is annoyed with you, she probably will not make that decision in your favor. So I'd say the first place to start is begin to have a conversation with your wife. Ask her what she needs from you. Ask her what her needs are, not her sexual needs per se, but her other needs. Does she need more affection, attention, uh, help around the house, whatever it is that will increase the warmth that she feels towards you. When she feels warmer towards you, she uh, will be more inclined to make the choice uh, to, to get close to you, to have sex with you, etc. So remember, when her heart is warm, her head and then her body will follow. Uh, texter writes, I'm not sure if this is true, but in my experience, my girlfriends are more horny when on their period. Who am I to deny a need? Right. Uh, well, during at, at this time on, on your period, during ovulation time, that is when often uh, women experience more of the spontaneous desire. So maybe less during the other times of the month, but certainly more so. And there's a whole biological reason for this, a whole evolutionary reason for this. I mean, they're they're ovulating or close to ovulation meaning they you know they need to uh, make a baby kind of thing so they're pushed on by by their own uh, biology urge to that urge to have sex to then you know produce uh, children uh, all right do I have time yes time for one more uh, question I'm a married man with two children uh, eight and six. I want to have sex every night with my wife as it gives me pleasure, relaxes, phys it's physical exercise, not to mention I do it with love. But the more we have sex, there are there's no more enjoyment as the vagina gets loosened more and more. My wife does not feel pleasure anymore. She would have two to three orgasms in a month. I started vaginal and anal combination without any condoms, lubrication, gels. Is that okay for anal and vaginal sex mix? As I never had sex with any other woman. So I'm not sure where the questions are here exactly, but let me see if I could, if I could uh, pick this apart. So vaginas don't loosen with regular sexual activity childbirth and age does weaken the vaginal muscles. So I highly doubt it has to do with the uh, frequency. But are you sure your wife is not feeling pleasure because of this or maybe some other reason? Remember, I have no context here. I don't I, We're not speaking to her, right? Does she get aroused with foreplay or is she simply having sex just uh, for you? So we have to look at the context, what's going on in the relationship. 
So if I now answer the question about the anal-vaginal combo in sex play, uh, that's fine as long as your partner is into it too. So that's obviously very important to obtain your partner's enthusiastic consent, by the way. Uh, one thing you need to caution is you, you must never go from anus to the vagina because then you risk spreading bacteria. Uh, anal intercourse should only be done with lots of lubricant because the anus does not lubricate like the vagina. Make sure your partner is enjoying it too and because she needs to be relaxed to have anal intercourse. And please check in with her to, to make sure that she's not feeling any discomfort uh, or, uh, or pain. Coming up shortly, could you be in, in an open relationship? The ladies join me as we go live on Facebook as well, and you can interact uh, with our, our all-female panel if you go to my Facebook page at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O. the king see any relationship it's passion with cgab 800's dr Lori batito all the windows i'm gonna open up i'm gonna let the night breathe over me alone and in the dark i'm just letting this play a little bit you'll know why in just a few seconds Because the singer is right here, right here <laughs> That's in the crowd. studio with us. <laughs> That's the crowd. That's the crowd, yeah. We should have crowd music playing. Uh, uh, this is the Passion View tonight on the program. Melissa Platt is singer-songwriter, and she is uh, here with us as well, uh, as well as Leah Langlois-Ayoub, who is a business manager for Subaru Montreal. She's uh, 27 and single. Oh, yeah, Melissa is in her late 30s in a common-law relationship. Paris Mansour is here. She's a 30-something divorcee. Do you like the word divorcee, Paris? <laughs> I, I, actually, I hated the word fiancé, but I like divorcee. You like that? There's something sexy about divorcee. I don't know. You think? Is there? Uh, I don't know. Is there? Why are you laughing at me, Leah? Is, because is there she was nothing? like, she was like, should I put divorcee? Like, yes. <laughs> divorcee is all good. It's different from single. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. How is it different from single for you? Because I'm not even married yet. I'm, I'm not even at my first divorce yet. Oh, oh, you're waiting for that. <laughs> <Exactly>. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? All right. Let's um, let's get to our topics right away. And by the way, you listening, if you want to get a female perspective on uh, whatever issue, why don't you text us at 514-800. We are also live on Facebook, so you can go to my Facebook page, the Dr. Lori page and my uh, regular page, or any of their Facebook pages, and you can watch live, and then uh, Paris is great. She interviews all our guests, so you get like a real close-up of, uh, of our guests in studio by watching. So the first thing I want to discuss with you all, some of you have been in relationships. Uh, Melissa is in a relationship. Yes. Alea is looking for a relationship. <laughs> Call now. Let's sort of. Calm now. Uh, Paris, I don't know. Are you looking? Um, I just had my heart broken real bad. Oh, stop. Oh, no. <laughs> is this going to be?
to be a therapy session for parents? It's, not, it's actually not because it was over a while ago. But you know how we wish for closure? This guy was the nicest guy ever. And it was and it's just a situation that will take the whole show. So I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But it was it ended. It was kind of like a weird situation. But right before New Year's, he called me <gasps> to say everything that he felt. And he's like, we never really discussed it. But I want you to know that everything you thought I felt, I did mm-hmm. feel all these things. And? and there are extraneous circumstances, including long distance, a bunch of reasons. But he explained everything that I so needed you got closure. to know. Yeah, so heartbroken is like not the right word. I think sometimes closure is not better because I'd rather have thought all the things I thought. And now that I know that how much he loved me and what the circumstances were and what it's actually quite a heartbreaking situation. Oh, yeah, we're definitely talking about this after the show. Yeah, so it's like it makes it even sadder. You know exactly the story. Oh, my God. And I found out like it's just really terrible how things work out sometimes. But it's how well, you know, crumbled. Paris, I got to tell you, picking a person who lives uh, thousands of miles away to have a relationship with, not the best idea. Oh, maybe mm. I should stop uh, doing that, too. Yeah, not, <laughs> not the best idea. No, it, it's not the long distance part yeah, yeah, that was the it problem. Is. It, it wasn't. Okay, but in the end, it's it's a problem. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. not Every what the time. problem was. That's he... the worst part, is that he actually explained that it, it wasn't. He's like... For once in his life, he didn't care where he would have made it happen, regardless. Oh, Easy to was say he ready after. to move here? Yeah. Absolutely. We were actually taught. Anyways, long okay. story. We're gonna have a <laughs> chat that's after the show. Even more How, difficult. I don't know. This is what ends up happening on the view. We we, oh. we forget their microphones. We have like <laughs> ladies chatting. I don't know where the wine is tonight, but uh, and then it. we go from topic to topic that you know, sometimes we didn't even plan for, like this one heartbreaks and closure and all of that uh so okay all of us who have been in relationships maybe you've thought about this maybe not but certainly the talk about um consensual non-monogamy has been around or open uh open marriages open relationships and there was a study that that showed that had some interesting revelations apparently people in open relationships have better sex however uh they found that um the effect that secondary relationships allow people to seek out need fulfillment for things their primary partners are unable or unwilling to perform but there was a downside to that while men felt fulfilled in their secondary relationships they also felt better about their primary ones women were the opposite the more fulfilling their relationship with their secondary partners that, that were the more their primary relationships fell short and caused unhappiness what a risk that is uh, to me anyway I, I find that that's quite quite the risk right imagine you have your primary partner but you like somebody else better yeah and then what? So I'm just curious to know how you uh, ladies, if you've ever talked about it, first of all, in, rela- in in your relationship, if the issue has ever come up, um, and how thinking about it even, is this something that, like, what, is, what are your thoughts on, on just thinking about this? Melissa, you want to go as the one who is in a long-term, <laughs> long relationship? Yeah, I've had a lot of friends talk to me about how they think that maybe they should be in open relationships with their partners. Oh, yeah? And uh, I am just am a firm believer, and everybody to each their own. I'm not definitely not judging anyone for it, but from my perspective and my opinion, I feel if you are wanting to go look somewhere else, then you're just not happy where you are, and maybe you're not ready to admit it. 
that's, that's how I feel. Okay. Yeah, no, and I know a lot of my opinion. friends that mm-hmm. said, oh, maybe I want an open relationship. All of those people that said they wanted relationships, all are now divorced. <laughs> I, I'm curious to know, are these friends male or female? Uh, female. But they want. They thought they wanted an open relationship because their man was already sort of having an open relationship. Oy, Wait oy, a second. Oy. Exactly. That's a little different. Exactly. That, so they thought their men were cheating on them. They weren't well, having they weren't an open. Well, they weren't sure. And then they thought, well, maybe I want to have an open relationship. It was like, maybe you guys just don't want to be together. Well, I think <laughs> if it, if an open relationship starts out with an infidelity. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's already, the, the relationship is already fraught with yeah. lack of trust. You cannot have an open relationship no. unless there's a lot of trust. So right there, so. it's a recipe yeah. for uh, for a failure. Leah, what about you? I think that probably at different stages of your life or in different volumes of relationship, like I wouldn't personally see like a couple with young children having to juggle and nurture a second relationship outside of their obligations within a family mm-hmm. i don't know That's a good point. maybe like yeah. 30 years old like no kids yet like kind of like wondering around the whole marriage thing and you kind of want to see if it's the right person and you're super open sexually and like you're already into threesomes and you've already like involved yeah. other people in your life and then you're like well i kind of like this one person we're casually having sex with well so do i well okay well there's this guy at work and you know, I think he's nice and like you really like this girl. Like maybe I should go for coffee with this guy and like see where things go. And like, so I that's don't know a little that different case... to, to me. That's that's playing the field. Yeah. That's yeah. that's not necessarily when we talk about consensual non-monogamy, we're often talking about a love relationship. You've already established a relationship with somebody uh, that you love and that's committed. Yeah. Like you have a commitment to that person and then you both decide we have our committed relationship, but you know what? You can go and have fun outside of the relationship. I can go and have fun outside of the relationship, but then we have, you know, we have rules obviously between the two of us. So it, ha- the commitment has to be quite strong actually. I would think, and I just, I don't know. Uh, do you think it works? What do those statistics say? Like <laughs> how soon are they paper? breaking up? Because What's written I just, I would, I feel comfortable knowing that, I mean, I love men, <laughs> but I still wouldn't feel comfortable having an open relationship and knowing that even though he's coming home to me, that he was with someone else. I'm just, I personally, yeah, that's... Well, I think people are... Wi- there, I, I read some studies on this that people are some people are wired for monogamy and yeah. others for non-monogamy. Okay. So you have people who don't value monogamy, mm-hmm. not because they're bad, not because they are not a commitment phobes mm-hmm. or what have you. It's just not something that's in them. And they're honest enough to be able to say, look, I don't do monogamy, right? I do commitment. Yeah. You can do commitment without necessarily doing monogamy paris what are your thoughts on this she's looking staring i need to talk she says no not at all okay. I, what are your thoughts it really depends on the relationship you have it, it takes a much higher level of commitment of understanding of love of compassion but i don't i think when you have a sexually non-committed relationship or a love like an emotional non-committed relationship it's a total to two totally different things. If some, right. if somebody Agreed. after ten years wants a hall pass, or after fifteen years wants a hall pass, and there's no emotions involved, it's one thing. But if they're having a full-on emotional relationship with someone yeah. where they're confiding their thoughts and like their deepest fears, and 
they're bringing the person meeting their in-laws or oh not their God. in-laws, well, but their family. Like, <laughs> I'm out. Just, I can't. Yeah. That, well, that we're ta- then you're talking sense. about polyamory, right? Yeah. So there's, a, I guess, that there's different levels of that openness. So you can have open relationships where you're just having sex with other people people like swingers or what have you and then there are like some clear guidelines that you establish with your own partner and then there are those that are polyamorous meaning that you're actually developing friendships uh closer relationships secondary relationships so you're very close to your your partner and uh, you know what sticks in my mind is a documentary and we've had uh, these two individuals on the show um david and maureen (laughs) if you're listening uh when two won't do and they did a documentary wasn't the first ones i've ever seen on polyamory and it was great it was it showed like the some of the difficulties with it but for the most part studies show that it it does work like Hmm. these are things people are not unhappy in in open relationships they actually fare quite well but that's you know we'll see if any of our textures have any thoughts on this melissa plett leah ayub and paris mansouri in studio for the passion view you can watch us live on facebook uh, you know, check in right now on Facebook and interact with us. Uh, and then uh, coming up, we'll talk about uh, is a shortage of desirable men to blame for uh, fewer marriages. Some of our our uh, <laughs> single ladies might weigh in on, on this one. Is there a shortage of desirable men? That's coming up. There's a train and the politics. To the hang-ups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. This is one of my favorite Melissa Plett songs. (laughs) Uh, The ladies are in studio. That's the voice of Melissa Plett, who is a regular here on our female panel. She's in her late 30s. She is in a a common law long, long, how long now? Long. Long. Uh, I'll be 13 years this summer. 13 year relationship. That's Uh, amazing. We have uh, Leah Ayub, who is uh, 27 and uh, very single. She's a business manager for Subaru. And Paris Mansour. That's when I met my guy. Uh Why do you laugh when you say I don't know. Paris Mansour, who's a CJD 800 contributor. She doesn't even need an introduction. You know very well who she is. And uh, she is uh, 30 something uh, divorced woman also very very single now um <laughs> all right can i just get to some of these tags let's be yes. serious i'd like to know why i'm being laughed at for being divorced. like are you that shaming me very no, single not. let's emphasize on how single we are absolutely i'm not. not emphasizing how single i am i'm fine let's let's let that go same um somebody i got a texture for you melissa Uh-oh. she has a beautiful voice oh. this is from our passion poet he he says i may just write her a song Aww. here's his here's his poetry for tonight Uh-oh. Um, if you want
want an open relationship, be prepared for a fall. It will be a short-term relationship, not in for the long haul. If you want to sleep around, be very aware of the dangers. Not the best idea to have sex with many strangers. If you're not totally satisfied with the person you are with, look for a number one, not a third, fourth, or fifth. So good. <laughs> I know. He does this uh, every night or so. Uh, someone else wrote in, what about swinging versus open marriages? Well, uh, we were talking about that earlier. It is different, but it doesn't... Uh, Swinging is a form of an open relationship. So open is like the umbrella term, and under it you have uh, swinging and you have polyamory. Mm. So different, uh, they're kind of like different rules for for different kinds of relationships. And th- I don't know why this texter wrote this about you guys, but I'm just wondering, I'm just going to read it, okay? You can, right. can respond. How many STDs these guests have? For what? sure, yeah, for sure they are walking, talking disease spreaders in Montreal. <laughs> okay, like, I got something I, to say to I, that. Yeah, please do, because, I, you know, it bothers me. So because offensive. If there had been men sitting in this room, would he have said the same thing? No. And why? Because women are talking openly about their sexuality and owning their sexuality i'm not quite quite sure and does that mean that they're not practicing safe sex safe sex also should we even actually continue to talk about this comment because that's no. rude let's no. pat, yeah, move on you can say you can say that that's but i is. actually want to address that. okay I go don't. ahead I please go I, Paris, I address it i I'm don't want i'm not a walking talking <laughs> std I, I mean either yeah same uh, in a 13 year relationship also I just you know how much I don't have STDs I was a virgin a proud virgin until the day I started dating the guy I'm with so the only STD I'd have is if he's cheating on me which That's he right. is not <laughs> I was Maybe. better not be That's amazing. I was a virgin until I got married I like, myself so alright there you go Okay, but you know you're divorced now so so now you're <laughs> but, but I'm just saying like that's where my that's how yeah. I view Sex. intimacy yeah. And sexual right. relations. Well, Just because we're talking about it doesn't make us. And also, even if I didn't, and if I was the most promiscuous person, it does not mean that I was not sexually intelligent. Like, right, and why would you just, be judged for it when we don't judge the men yeah. for that? Right, that's what I'm saying. Does. Maybe this person maybe. does judge the men. Maybe, knows? but anyway, that's besides the point. So I read some new research that suggests that there's a mismatch between what men offer and what women want. So marriage uh, marriage rates are on the decline all over uh, yeah. North America, by the way. Uh, so what is the reason for this uh, shift? So there's delayed marriage, there's more long-term non-marital uh, cohabitation, maybe less cultural emphasis on marriage. But they were wondering, like, uh, could there be other Uh, reasons. So new research identifies an interesting quirk in the marriage market that might explain declining rates of marriage. Taking an economic approach, the authors argue that there's a fundamental mismatch between what available men in the U.S. have to offer and what available women in in the U.S. are willing to accept. Maybe, they propose, women aren't getting married because the highly desirable men are taken. So they ask, where are these marriageable uh, men? How bad is it? According to the study, the kind of men that single women likely would marry if they married were not only 26% more likely to hold a job and more highly educated, (laughs) but they also had nearly a 55% higher income than what the available men in the U.S. actually make. 
In other words, from an economic standpoint, the dating pool lacks the kind of men that women might be particularly interested in attaching to for the long haul. So just wondering what, what you think about that. <laughs> no, you know, nobody. Yeah. I know, Melissa, you don't worry about that. Well, I mean, that, but for... No, I, I for, it's still... Go yeah, ahead. for me at 27, it's... um. The gap between my income, my stability. Um, I own a home uh, since I'm 23. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I am very close to my family. I'm very close to my friends. I work out regularly. I own a nonprofit. I do 60 hours of work per week. So for me to date someone and be impressed by them, like my grandmother's always, it's so cheesy, but it's the only relationship that I know including my parents and like they're still together love you guys but like seriously the only relationship that i look at and i'm like i would get married for that like mm -hmm. that's a relationship i look at that i that i love she always said you need to marry a guy that makes you laugh and that you admire and if you don't admire your man in whatever shape or form he doesn't have to make as much money as you he doesn't have to be as successful as you like whatever he does if he does it in a way that you're in awe and that you believe in him and truly are are in awe of him then you're gonna make it work and it's honestly i have not found that and 27 year old guys are not at, like like those are not all like most of my guy friends are living at home <sighs> with their their parents like we're not at all like on right the spectrum. so those de desirable men so then i'm like looking at, at 40 year old end. guys mm -hmm. and I'm like, i don't know if i'm ready to do that yet <laughs> you know okay not hmm. there yet interesting okay what do you think paris Everything Leah just said. You're welcome. Like I don't, I don't have anything. Like I won't talk if I don't need to contribute. Like if I'm not contributing more, <laughs> I would not be contributing more if I kept talking. Leah said it all. I totally agree. That's all with it her. is. So, does it mean that you both I experience the same difficulty? Let's say, or do you feel that there are less of these guys that match what you are looking for around? No, not. It's not just that. I don't. I, I, I think it goes both ways. I, I, there are a lot of women who possess qualities that men perhaps aren't looking for. And mm -hmm. that they, they wanted different things in their partner. They want somebody who is not going to be compromising their career. And they admire a woman who's doing amazing things in the world. But, and they don't want to be the burden on the girl and say, I would rather you stay home and raise the kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so they would like for the for their significant other to do a lot more, maybe chores around the house, maybe have more uh, traditional, quote unquote, roles and just don't want to impose that on a woman who they admire. It could be that, too. Which is what that would be the gap, you mean? Like Perhaps. That? Hmm. Is it possible that how long ago did this statistic come out I just, just now just very recently is it possible <laughs> just real quick that in today's day and age everybody there's always is next now there's a world of next so nobody wants to settle down um i'm not sure if that's that's what this is about i mean there's there's a possibility i mean that's one one small factor but coming up we'll talk about couples who do settle down but who live apart which is interesting. It's a new phenomenon called couple-ish. We'll talk about that with our female panel coming up. Dr. Lori Batuto on CJD 800. Head of mixed passions, a heart full of grace, love dancing on Fridays, blurring me. 
of Melissa Platt, singer-songwriter, who uh, we are so grateful that she's a regular on this program, and we get to share her music with you as well. Thanks for having me. Uh, always a pleasure. She is in her late 30s in a common-law relationship, so living together. Leah Ayub is a business manager for Subaru. She is uh, Subaru Montreal. She's 27 and uh, single and quite an accomplished uh, young lady, if, if I may say so. Uh, Paris Mansouri, a CJD 800 contributor with about 100 other jobs and she is 30 something <laughs> and uh, divorced uh, so you know also single <laughs> I'm just saying the Every divorce time. just to you know Every time. just to just to point out that you've been through that yeah. whole process of okay. what it's like to commit marry blah 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 uh, let's see Her face. what <laughs> Can we talk about this? Yes. Stop laughing. Let's talk. Focus. Uh, let's focus. So there's this uh, new study that um, sheds light on this, what appears to be a rising phenomenon of couples living apart. So people who are in committed relationships but live in separate Homes. Apparently, 7% of American women, 6% of American men report that they are in a living apart together relationship. A lot. Living apart together <laughs> relationship. It represents apparently 35% of all individuals who are not married or cohabiting at the moment. So, I mean, that, those numbers seem small, but if you look at it in, in, that, uh, in that respect. So, obviously, seems to be something that people are going for. And I... I understand it in certain uh, segments of the population. Like if you're a single parent and you're in, a, you can be in a committed relationship, but maybe just too darn complicated to merge, um, to merge homes. You know, maybe you have your exes who has the kids half the time lives on one end of the island, and you live on the other end of the island, and moving would just mess everything up. So. I've seen couples who who do this who are very committed but just don't live together. Yeah, Ever. I have some friends that do that right now as well and it's actually because of kids. Okay. I would say it's probably because of kids so mixing the homes has just gotten a little too complicated, complicated right now. Right. But they're extremely committed. They are ladding as you would say. They are ladding. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it ladding or coupleish. Yeah. I think like even me, if I came to a situation where I'd meet like a great guy or, or whatever, like I wouldn't jump to rent my condo to like hop in and live with that person. Like I have responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I have a mortgage. I have bills. I feel like there comes a time too where you don't, women are so much more independent than they were before. Like honestly, like financially, yes, financially work, independent, career, yeah. they have more. They so have they don't more. need to couple no, up No, they don't need way. to couple up and they don't need to pay bills with someone to survive and they don't need to be codependent of anyone. So it's really based on their decisions. Like the only way I would move in with someone is if I bought something with someone. Like I would rent out, like the only way I see is I would rent out my condo, I'd buy a house with this person, I'd start a family. Mm -hmm. But like unless there's that kind of commitment, which doesn't happen within a, like in six months to make that kind of decision... Like I would, I would live apart even through a very, very serious relationship. Right. 
So I, I would think that what you're describing, and probably at, a, at younger ages for the younger generation, it's kind of a stage in the process of of finally living together. You know, like yeah, yeah I mean, getting from married, those statistics, like, are have they been together thirty years, or have they been together like four or five? You know, well, for some people in this coupleish or or uh, you know living apart together, it's a it's actually a long term. So you know, it's a long-term arrangement. It's not just, well, we're, we're going to live separately for a while, then we're going to get engaged, then we'll move in together, then we'll get married, then we'll, you know, whatever, or just move in together without getting married. But for a lot of these couples living separately, it's a choice they have made for the long term. Now, I know people who like, who value their space a yeah. lot, and they value their, you know, their, 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 their yeah, their space, yeah. and they don't necessarily want to share that full time with somebody. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it can be it challenging. Can be a lot, yeah. yeah, it's great, obviously, but the, I can't. I can not that I'm going to do it. But I have friends that have done it, and I can see why. Because sometimes I don't know about you, but sometimes at the end of the day, it's not that you don't want to be with your partner. You just want to be, be alone yeah, yeah right you just need a moment like some time right. and it isn't and i think that's very uh, what you say is very true it's not about not wanting to yeah. be with somebody it's about just wanting that that space and of course space gets negotiated in yeah. relationships and why it's important that you have your activities they have their activities yeah. that you get the house like i know when i i'll often uh, take four or five days to go away visit my parents who are down south and what have you my husband loves when i go yeah why because he gets to play his music yeah. loud he gets to jam with his like and he doesn't have to worry about me you know so he likes that space like oh I get the house to myself how cool is that uh, so I you value those uh, those moments I think whether or not people live apart I can see why that why some people may want that because yeah if you travel a lot I'm on the road every month so I just naturally get that space yeah, he exactly. just yeah. naturally gets that space yeah, so we right. don't have to have that kind of conversation right you, yeah. so yeah I, I can see how some people might I mean, I have had a friend, she too said the next time she's going to get in a relationship, she wanted him to have his apartment and she keep hers. There you go. There <laughs> you go. And also, it, there's a certain level of um, security too. It's like, if well, if I give up my condo yeah. and I move into your house, now I'm feeling potentially trapped because I lose, you could, the kick, me, you could kick me out and then I, I've given yeah. up my my stuff yeah. and so i've heard that conversation with with couples as well so these are probably people a little bit older too right uh no some of them are are younger because they're like like leia you know who's 27 yeah, oh, yeah. Well, look at leia who owns her own place no no in, i'm not talking 20, about i mean these couple yeah some of them these ladders some of them are yeah some of oh, them wow, are, okay. are also uh young young-ish yeah. you know in their yeah. in their 30s for sure Paris, what are your thoughts on this? I remember this? the topic came up when Gwyneth Paltrow got married again. And oh, she has the uncoupling kids. thing that no, she talked about? No, but she oh. got married, <laughs> and her partner has kids. She has kids, and they've kept their houses oh, apart, so she okay. doesn't live with her husband. So still, to this day. So, yeah. So uh -huh. they she con uh, consciously uncoupled from Chris Martin, and she married another man. And in marrying the other man— Never lived she with him. Never lived with him. Still doesn't live with him. Oh, well, and that's interesting. And they say it works, and that they do joint things all the time. Look, if, if you've works. been living in your home a certain way and, you know, Leah, imagine like you'd have to clear out half your stuff. Oh, my God. I wouldn't know how to do that, you know? I don't have <laughs> so somebody space, space for a boyfriend. And yeah. Honestly, though, and 
up until the time that women were mostly uh, self-sufficient, which, you know, was not 20, 30 years ago, unfortunately, to the majority that it is now. It's the men who had to clear out their closets. It's the men who had to make that space and and make that compromise. And also notice that I said, like, I would have to rent my condo. And the only way would be if we did something jointly together. I am not comfortable ever having a boyfriend live with me like move in never never move you. into your house never really S- like why it space wise or just no you just it's, don't a, it's a finance thing it's um i don't want to have to share that response i don't know how to split it i don't know how to make it fair i don't know how to, it's like so how, to, I know, I, my, my my then boyfriend who's now my husband moved in to my apartment because well, I lived in the city. He lived outside of the city, yeah. so it was just it just seemed. But you guys to work. commonly got to a goal together where you would like. Well, then we then we we just he just moved in till the end of my lease, and then it was like exactly. okay, we need a bigger place, and then yeah. we, we moved on. Doctor Lori, you need a split panel. We need the girls and the guys <laughs> to discuss this together. On yes. This yes. Is, how did the guys do it all those years? Like, uh, how did it work out in their minds that this woman was going to come in, take out half? And the I don't state, know how they felt. Everything. Yeah, I don't know how they felt about My it. My guy moved yeah. in with me too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I owned a house since I was twenty-one as well. Oh my goodness! And then he Good moved you. in with me. Huh. And like, you, and then we moved here and got a different place. That was in Manitoba, but still, yeah. It's. Wow. I wonder what it's like when the because I can only know what it's like for the man moving into the woman's space. I wonder what it is like for the men. To have women move in and be like, now get rid of all of this. Wasn't it like, oh, I made a drawer for you? Wasn't oh it always like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, have, yeah. you have your drawer with your toothbrush and your you look? Know, I bought you a comb. Space. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think of this? This texture writes in women uh, demand. Uh, women's demands are fi- far higher now than thirty years ago. I think we demand what we also put in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I, I think, yes, maybe 30 or 40 or 50 years ago, there were different expectations, right? The expectations were, okay, you, you, I get married, you take care of me. You know, he yeah. has to do this and he has to, like, the provider. And it was much clearer, I guess, when the, the, it was very clearly defined. Yeah. Our roles were clearly defined. But, man, times have changed. Times have changed, and thankfully, I say, even if it has complicated things a little bit more. We've come to the end of the show. Already? That goes fast. I know. Melissa Platt, where can people find you and your wonderful music? iTunes, Spotify, MelissaPlett.com, Instagram, all the things at Melissa Plett. P-L-E-T-T, folks. Yes. Uh, Leah. Ayub, where can uh, people find you, my love? You can find me on Instagram, Leia Living Life, L-E-A Living Life. You can find me every other day at 360 Punch <laughs> with Lori. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you can come Great. find me at Subaru Montreal. Wonderful. Paris Mansouri? Actually, up until recently, it was only at Paris Mansouri <gasps> on Twitter, no. Instagram, and Facebook. But you can connect with me now on parasology.com. Parasology? Yeah, with an IE. Finally. Oh my goodness. Parasology. Melissa knows it's been a while. Melissa, just somebody wants to know where can they buy your CD? From me. No. 
online. Melissa iTunes. Platt. Okay, on yeah. iTunes or go to melissaplatt.com. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you, our listeners, for your precious time. Thank you to our technical producer, Chris Aiken. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito, D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E-B-T-I-T-O. Uh, or uh, you can just go to my website, drlori.com. All our podcasts are listed right there. So if you've missed a show, you can download it on SoundCloud right there for you. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.